everyone. Um, we're at 11:35. Happy Happy Election Day. So uh, you know, and it and it couldn't be any more perfect to have someone in cybersecurity. So we've asked Mrs. Hayashi to present today. Um, quick background regarding her: she grew up locally, attended Willow Glen, graduated and attended Willow Glen High School and then went on to UCLA. I don't hold that against her as a, as a former Berkeley, uh, Berkeley grad, but anyways, went to UCLA, graduated from UCLA, and has been in the, been in the business world and the technology industry for many, many years. She's um, been in a variety of different jobs, different experiences, and currently she's the C senior VP of a cybersecurity company based in Charlottesville, uh, Virginia. Um, she's going to talk about that as well as many other subjects. Um, so with that, I'm going to turn it over to Mrs. Hayashi and uh, have at it. Awesome. Thank you. So good to be here and meet you guys today. I, um, I'm going to try to share my screen a little bit. Um, like to record. That's fine with me. Yeah. Sorry guys, it's not allowing me to record. Maybe it's not a, I mean, sorry, it's not allowing me to share. Open share tray. Um, missed, missed. I guess there's some privacy settings. Can If you want, um, you can send it to either Samarth or, or, or send it to me and I'll forward it. last night, so. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, but you no know worries, guys. I can. I don't need the deck. I just um, here. I'll do it. I'll get it really quickly, so. Yeah, I have it open right now, actually. Let me just. Yeah, so I can just get started because I know we have a limited amount of time. But if you want to pop up the slide deck when you're ready, that would be super cool. I um really am excited to kind of you know, capture a minute um, with you guys. Um, many of you on this call, it looks like, are in your junior and senior years um, at Bellarmine. And boy, what a time, um, you know, with all that's going on in the world. Um, and then all everyone has to contend with, um, you know, having going through, you know, having this COVID craziness um, to contend with. But congratulations, I think, to Bellarmine. Um, I've been watching how you all have been handling, um, you know, distance learning. And um, I think I will say wholeheartedly that um, I have seen how hard the administration and the students are working to continue learning, to continue participating. Um, and I hear classes going on in the background of my home. Um, with my son, and I'm really just very proud of the hard work and dedication that Bellarmine um, has. Um, I also know from my experience, my husband is in education, um, he's an administrator, and um, boy, I'm hearing some of the challenges that other students are going through, and it's just um, one, I want to share that, you know, it's a, it's a privilege to be at, at Bellarmine and be um, a parent at Bellarmine um, to see, you know, the focus that that the boys have um, and the young men have and the dedication um, that the teacher and the staff has um, to you all. So it's awesome. So 
I will begin by introducing myself. Um, you know, my um, my favorite stories, I'll tell you a couple of those, um, but really, you know, I'm a mom. I've got two kids. I've got a girl and a boy. Um, favorite thing um, probably right now during COVID is, is getting out and hiking. I absolutely love um, my job. And um, I'm at the point in my career um, as SVP of marketing um, that I can honestly say um, I have my dream job. And um, before I prepared today's discussion, I sent out a Slack note, um, message to my team and the leadership team. And I said, does anybody on this channel uh, think that they senior year in high school knew that they'd be sitting here today at a startup that's getting funding and that is um, really thinking about the hottest topics um, in um, cybersecurity? And one of our founders said, yeah, he always knew he would be uh, an entrepreneur and doing great things and was fascinated uh, with cybersecurity. So I thought that was really cool. Me, uh, I thought when I was a senior in high school that I would go into uh, psychology and education. So I had no idea that I'd land here where I am today. I will say, I had uh, some really great influences in my life. Uh, my dad was always an entrepreneur and I always watched his work ethic and was always um, very proud of him. He um, ran some restaurants. He started his own businesses. He had to reinvent himself a few different times. Um, he was an immigrant uh, and he um, was the father of, of four girls and he raised us all to be um, you know, very successful, um, driven humans. And so really good stuff. Um, I would say I would love to just um, touch on a few things today that I think shaped me and my career. I will talk a little bit about that. I'll tell you a couple stories. I'll tell you why I love Safeguard Cyber and the in what I'm doing today and how it's relevant to you guys. I'm gonna ask you guys to do something a little different today. I'm ask you to pull out your cell phones um, when we're on the call today here, um, and then kind of talk a little bit about the future um, and um, maybe give you a little advice. Um, and maybe I'll learn a little bit from you guys during Q&A. So again, um, my first job, um, my first real job at a startup um, was at a company called Brocade. And um, I was hired in there to do some marketing. I was, you know, a, I had a psychology degree from UCLA. I knew after some time of doing internships, I didn't really want to go into that field. And I got recruited by a neighbor friend of mine um, whose children I babysat and said, you would be perfect as the marketing manager of this startup. I said, great. I have no idea what that means, but I'll come and interview. So my very first interview um, process there at Brocade was me sitting down with the VP of marketing. She was a dynamic woman, had many, many years of technology experience and was ready to disrupt. Um, and she was really cool. And her first question that she asked me was, we were on a boat in the middle of the sea, completely stranded. Who would you want on that boat with you? And I 
suggest that every single one of you writes the answers to that answer to that question down. I think that it's an awesome question. And when you think about your answers, um, think about what would happen if you were in an interview and someone asked you that question and the why you chose each of those people on that vote. Um, I still would have the same people on the vote with me that I picked back then. Um, and um, I will tell you that my answer got me the job. My experience didn't get me the job. My education in psychology didn't necessarily get me the job. <laughs> the fact that I went to UCLA helped a little, um, but at the end of the day, um, Brenda Christensen said to me, I picked you because um, I'm going to have to sit on the plane with you and travel to events, and I want to make sure that the person I sit next to can hold a conversation like the one you just held with me. Um, so that was awesome. So I got the job, and I honestly, you guys, had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I was mentored well, and um, I had to, you know, really look inside myself on the challenging days where I felt very insecure about the technology I was working on. Um, and when you're in marketing, guys, you have to be able to articulate what the engineers have built, and you have to make sure it's relevant in a market. And you have to make sure if nobody knows about the product or the solution, you have the use cases and the reasons why people should listen, and you have to be able to articulate that. It's not easy, especially when you don't have a great understanding of the problem. Um, and so I really had to pick up the pace and learn quickly, but it was scary. And so this is where I always tell my Omi story. Omi was one of the engineers. He was young. He was from Israel. And um, at every meeting, I always felt like he just looked at me like, what in the world is she doing here? <laughs> and I absolutely was terrified when I had to talk to him because I never really understood what he was saying. But it, there came a point where I had to do what was called a data sheet. And that was where we took a feature of the product and we had to um, explain it. So I needed to sit with Omi in his cubicle one day and I had to talk to him and ask him to explain over and over until I got it. And I leaned in and I learned from Omi. And the more I engaged with him, the more I realized I, um, I could understand what he was talking about. And then the awesome part of this story is that after that day, Omi was one of my best friends and champions within the organization. And it wasn't about him not liking me. It was about me not feeling secure enough, right? It was about me not really believing in myself to ask the questions. But when I learned to do that, it changed everything. And it always, I always think about that story in business when I'm either intimidated or I come up a, against, you know, a person in a company that I'm like, oh, I just don't agree with their views. I just really lean in. Um, and it's, uh, I think a habit um, that I, I highly recommend each and every one of you begin as you think it, as you think about where you wanna go. Lean in in your classes, lean in with people who you may not agree with politically, you know, lean in and then um, learn from them. 
You don't have to agree, but just learn. It really is a game changer. And it's helped me throughout my career because after Brocade went public, um, I did some of my own projects. I started a retail store. It was very creative. I worked with businesses and on their branding very early on in Willow Glen. It was really fun, um, but I knew I wasn't going to want to do that long term. And I took some time off to um, have my kids. And um, I was asked to work with the founder of Brocade as his family office manager. And what that meant was is that I worked with him on all of the startups he invested in. So I got to see pitches all day long. It was awesome and it totally validated um, why I was so passionate about brocade days. I love startups. I, I believe in that entrepreneurial spirit. I am so curious about what's coming next. I always have been. And so I spent eight years looking at startups and managing a portfolio of startups for a very wealthy individual. We also worked on his philanthropy strategies um, and did some great things together. Um, he got a little older, he didn't invest as much, and I knew I still had more, um, I still had more curiosity um, in terms of marketing. And I decided to work for a company um, that's 70 years old, um, which was not something I'd ever imagined or dream of doing, but I knew I needed to learn about digital marketing and what was going on in today's consumer world. So I spent some time at Igloo, the cooler company. And what was so awesome about my son starting uh, Bellarmine was that the first day he started campus, I saw every single kid walking around with an Igloo cooler, which is kind of cool. But I call that sort of an education period. I learned a lot about, um, you know, about what was happening in the marketing space. And I was able to rebrand a 70 year old company and it was almost like my own little startup because I had carte blanche to do what I wanted to with that brand. It was awesome and very difficult to compete with Yeti, but really interesting. Um, and then I got recruited and did another little startup for a while, but all the while I kept in touch with my venture capital friends uh, from the Silicon Valley. One of them called me one day and he said, I have a challenge for you. I'm running and funding a, a cybersecurity company that is really struggling. They are having a problem getting the CISOs, Chief Information Security Officers, to buy the product because the product addresses social media channels and the problems that happen on social media. And he said, I know you talk to digital marketers all day long. Can you help me with the messaging? So I consulted with this company for about six months and they hired me to be their um, VP of marketing recently. Um, so over the last eight or nine months, we've been working on messaging. We've been working on understanding the problems that are in the market, but lo and behold, guys, COVID hit. And the rapid adoption of work from home and the rapid adoption of you know distance learning has made my business really blow up because people have real use cases, real problems that are occurring. You can kind of keep changing through the slides if you want to go to the next one. So um, what Safeguard Cyber does is we we protect social media collaboration and chat channels where people communicate um, and where the data resides in cloud applications. So most companies and schools 
secure email. And there's a lot of different cybersecurity um, tools that protect email and people understand that. But the security people didn't think they needed to protect those channels because they weren't even sure marketers need to use social media channels. But you know, it wasn't business critical necessarily until it becomes business critical. For example, in pharmaceutical companies, right now there's a race to the cure for um, COVID vaccine. Well, in that scenario, you know, all of these different pharmaceutical companies and their research teams operating and communicating remotely, right? Nobody works in an office. No one's locked into a network. They're communicating over multiple channels. Just imagine if, you know, one company's solution for COVID is leaked. If there's a malicious or a nefarious actor within an organization that is stealing and leaking data, at, it could be very, very harmful. And nation states, which are people, you know, who are bad actors outside of our country that interfere with elections, right, um, could also affect how we handle things as serious as the vaccine for COVID. Safeguard Cyber protects the channels where humans interact. And no matter what they are, it's LinkedIn, whether it's Slack, whether it's Microsoft Teams, whatever, that's what I do. So I talk and tell the stories about how important protecting those channels are. Just to give you some perspective, when you think about careers, you guys are going to want to look and think about the market, right? So cybersecurity is a massive market. Just one section of cybersecurity, email, is a $3 billion industry. But there's tons of players in that market. Our market is three times that big, and there's not very many people that do what Safeguard Cyber does right now. So just to kind of give you an idea of why you might look at a startup, you're going to want to think about the kinds of things that are affecting the market and the world and industry. So you can see some of the threats that exist out there right now up on the slide you see. There are fake Zoom meetings that are taking place. Um, people could distribute proprietary information over chat. You'll see that ransomware is a big problem. I don't know if you guys know what that means, but I can describe it real quick. Ransomware is when a hacker gets to data that is very sensitive, right? In an organization. And they contact the executive leadership team or the board and say, we will release all of your sensitive data if you don't pay us. And companies pay. They're told not to pay, but they do anyways, because the ramification of leaking customer data is so serious and could adversely affect a brand and shut a business down eventually. So you can see some examples of the things that I that my company addresses and the stories we tell. Now, before I go on, um, I want you guys to take your phones out. And I want to make it a tiny bit interactive here, okay? When you take out your phones, I want you guys to take a look at your Instagram accounts right now. And then look at how many followers you have. I don't know if you guys can chat in here um, or how you can kind of tell me, but if 
anyone has over a thousand followers, can they kind of let me know some way on Teams here? Anyone on the call have more than a thousand followers? All right. I don't think, I don't so. think so. No, I see one. Oh, yeah. that's <laughs> so I know and I've been looking at a lot of teenagers right now that have up to two, three, four thousand followers. It, it's a little bit mind blowing because when I grew up, you know, I might have a, a little tiny paper phone book and only have like maybe 50 people in there and we'd have to like pick up a, a phone that was plugged into the wall and that's how we communicated. Today's super different, but when you look at your followers, you're going to want to see if those every one of those followers are real because there are so many fake followers on social media that could be capturing your information, people you engage with information, and, and you know, this is a big problem for brands all day long. Some of the brands you guys love are attacked on the daily on social media channels um, and that shuts down, you know, Shopify businesses all the time. So kind of an interesting thing to think about, but it, it even relates to you guys. Do you know, do you really know every single person that follows you on social media? Twitter as well, right? Do you know everyone? If um, you guys are watching a Twitter uh, conversation go on, are you really sure that that conversation is a real, true conversation or is that disinformation? There are entities in Russia, in China, here in the United States that spread disinformation that are very harmful to elections. There was a discussion that we had with some of the world's most renowned disinformation leaders yesterday around election security. And if any of you are interested in cybersecurity and are curious about what is happening in today's you know, world, we've got the ability for you to listen to that um, panel discussion to learn more about the cybersecurity industry and the top of mind um, you know, subjects that, that some of the leaders in the industry are thinking about and talking about. But when you think about election disinformation, um, that's a big problem today, but really disinformation is happening to big industries, big businesses, um, and that really is affecting them um, as well. So it's not just a, not just a political problem. So I wanted to kind of just share some of the attack vectors um, and happy to answer questions at the end of this call, but I kind of shared that most company, most companies, most schools, they have what we call a managed network, but the things that we protect are happening outside the network. So you'll look at some of the Microsoft Teams, you know, WhatsApp, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of those different cloud applications are also vulnerable. And you can see on the list of some of the, uh, what some of the um, vulnerabilities are. So spear phishing, ransomware, cyber es espionage are all things you guys want to learn about and understand. Um, because you all live very digital lives, right? And so being just aware of some of the risks and the things to detect, we've all got a weird message or two, right? Um, before, and you're like, wait, is that real? Should I respond? What, you know, what happens? Sometimes it happens over email, but really uh, more and more it's happening over these cloud channels. Social engineering is another really interesting topic to think about. 
So there, um, a lot of you, I'm sure on this call are gamers um, and you have a lens into your home, right? Um, in some of the games that you're playing online. With that comes some risk. There could be people engaged in some of the game rooms and game channels that you're on that might be malicious and nefarious. And they could be then engineering ways on your social media channels and your parents' social media channels to get information. Um, and then there are things like doxing. Does anyone here, has any, have you heard about doxing before? No, it's happening all the time now. People are looking at and targeting high net worth individuals to try to hold their information ransom or to try to spread false information, right, about people um, that could be, could put their careers at risk, could put their lives at risk. I see it happening. I saw the exposed MIDI, um, you know, Twitter um, ordeal that happened. Um, now, you know, whether it's true or not, the things that were being discussed really, truly affect people's lives. And so making sure, um, you know, people and they and their communications are protected, I think is just really important right now as we become more and more digital and our behavior is changing. Anyway, um, the next slide um, is an example. Um, and there's these groups that we work with and they're called threat intelligence groups. And they work for big cybersecurity companies and they're looking at every single attack that's occurred and breaking them down and understanding who the, the threat actors are. And they actually name them and give the, the bad actors these avatars. So this threat actor is the Labyrinth Kalima, and they track their activity and how they are engaging. So here's an example of the type of attack that occurred. Might be kind of interesting to some of you. Some of you might have your LinkedIn profiles up and running. Um, so they were, they were, targeting LinkedIn accounts and then crossing over into social accounts um, and targeting folks in that in that way at companies and and, and you know really causing um, major problems because they were delivering links um, that were malicious to the company. There's another one I can kind of share with you next slide eight. And this is what we call twisted spider. This um, actor was looking to extort data. Um, they were working on some stuff last last um, known activity was in July. Um, again, they were um, using nefarious techniques to to gather um, data and information, and then they were charging companies to not publish that information. So you can kind of see some examples of the things that my company addresses and um, why, you know, it's really exciting for me to market something this innovative. Um, I have built a team of about um, 10 people now in my organization. We're building content. We are doing podcasts. Uh, my team has built a partner program, so we're selling our products through partnerships, um, which are value added resellers. I know I'm throwing a lot of terms at you, but um, you guys can kind of look these things up if you're interested in going into the world of marketing. 
Um, and if you're interested in cybersecurity, you should really kind of take a look at some of the profiles and podcasts of some, some of the more innovative CISOs that are out there. They talk about some cool geeky stuff that I, um, I love to learn about. Um, and if you guys are thinking about becoming entrepreneurs and starting your own companies one day, you know, my advice there is um, get some really good mentorship and work experience and build out a network of people that you can tap for questions on financing, fundraising, technology. It's a really hard thing to do, but it's awesome. And so um, I love mentoring startups. I actually do that. I have three or four additional startups that I work with to help them establish their go-to-market strategy. One of the companies that I work with right now um, on a consulting basis is called um, Reach, and they are disrupting how we do loyalty programs. Another one is um, disrupting how field service workers um, do business and how they can be mobile and get all of the enterprise applications on their mobile devices. Pretty cool stuff. It's helping the world work in the way the world needs to work today. Um, so um, I'm helping you know, many startups with how they take their products to market. Uh, so you know, quick advice, lean in. Um, always be curious and um, you know, where you think you want to be in 5, 10, 15 years may not really be what even exists in the in the in the world. There might be 10 or 15 more great positions, careers and opportunities for you. So just embrace that and know that um, what we can con what we can absolutely count on is that the world is changing. Um, and some of us um, really love and are excited about those changes. Um, I always am because that drives innovation and I'm always very curious about that. So, um, you know, without further ado, I'd love to open the floor up to any questions um, and let you guys know I'm happy to, you know, if you guys want to email a question or two, my email is up there. Um, or if you have um, a real interest in cybersecurity, I'd be happy to, you know, happy to talk to you guys as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ms. Hayashi. Um, so as usual, guys, if you have any questions, just send them to me as a Teams chat and I'll ask them to Ms. Sorry, Ms. Hayashi. But I wanted to start off here. So you mentioned recently that having a good network has been really important to your personal career. What do you say are some important tips to keep in mind when trying to maintain that network? I would say being curious is awesome. So ask questions. When you are at a dinner party with your family, ask some of the adults what they do, what companies they work for. We are in the mecca of networking opportunity, really. You know, I know it's hard in COVID, but um, you know, with my kids all along, I would be like, okay, your Auntie Donna works at HR at Adobe. That's the Adobe building, right? Like we, you know, I mean. Google, your, you know, your Aunt Catherine, who I grew up with, right? She runs all the facilities for all of Google. That is a huge thing, you know? So talk to her and, you know, my, you know, Adam's interested in construction management. I'm like, talk to Catherine. She is dying to talk to you, right? So us old people, we love telling our stories. <laughs> so I just, I highly recommend asking those questions. If you don't have a LinkedIn account, set one up. 
you, every one of your friends, parents would love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Um, you have an awesome network at Bellarmine. And, you know, every time I wear a Bellarmine sweatshirt or a Bellarmine hat, people stop me and they want to talk to me. So you have that going for you, which is really awesome. Um, we know that when you when you guys leave Bellarmine, you are ready for the world. You can look people in the eye. You can deliver a strong handshake. You have some really great writing and you know science and math skills um, that have prepared you well. And it's not just me believing that. I hear this, every, like I said, when I'm walking down the street, people stop me if I have a Bell sweatshirt on and they say, wow, does your son go there? That's so awesome. So, you know, leverage the network and that Bellarmine family that you have. Um, really get to know the parents, ask those questions about what they do and how they got where they are. Awesome. So we have another question here about your experience at Brocade. So you mentioned that you had a lot of hard nights and struggles trying to learn things that you hadn't learned before. And I think that's something that all of us as high schoolers can probably relate to. So what do you think is the most important thing to keep in mind when trying to persevere through those hard times? So I think that the thing that I've learned is that every single one of us are in the same boat. We're on the same boat, right? You know, the, the founder of the company has insecurities as well. The VP of marketing, she's got insecurities. He's got insecurities as well. It might be the first time they brought a company public. It might be the first time they market that kind of a feature in a product. None of us knows how to do these things, right? And so understanding that we're all sort of in it together and to support one another um, is huge. The other thing is never be afraid to sit at the table with leaders, okay? Sometimes you'll be invited, right? And I had no idea, you guys, that I was sitting at the table with a leadership team when I was 26, 27 year old, you know, years old. I was sitting there with people that were gonna ring the bell at NASDAQ. I had no idea, you know? And um, the thing about that is I learned from that. So what you guys should really consider doing is learning from the people around you when you're feeling insecure and start looking for patterns, okay? I talk to a lot of venture capitalists all the time, and what they tell me over and over is, we look for patterns, patterns of success. So when you start looking for patterns, start aligning yourself with those people that will help you be successful. Take note of the people that put in the extra hours. Take note of the people that over-prepare for a presentation understand how they work and why and then take from those um, patterns what you you know what you would like to in order to drive your success but you know i i, I strongly recommend um you know pushing yourself knowing that if you're feeling insecure so is the person next to you it, you know it could be something in their personal life that's driving that you know fear uncertainty stress or it could be something on the job whatever it is Everyone's in it. We all have it. Um, some people just have better patterns and tools. So be that person that has good habits, good patterns, and acquire the tools necessary to get through the hard stuff. Awesome. Uh, you also talked a lot about how Safeguard Cyber has like its own niche market. So how do you think um, 
process high schools can start looking for those niche markets that are I know, coming up now or in the future? I love that question. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, so like think about something you love, right? Like maybe we'll say gaming, right? So and then think about the most innovative gaming company that you engage with, right? Then go and figure out who their competitors are, right? Who's who are they stacked up against? And then here's the other thing I would tell you guys to do. Look at Crunchbase. It's a database that shows how much a company has been funded. It's also a database that shows company and what stage the company is. Like when you're looking for jobs, maybe out of high school, you know, out of college, um, you know, and you want to work somewhere and you have two or three opportunities, you get to do your homework, guys, and you get to determine what the best opportunity is for you. When's that company going to run out of money, right? If they don't raise another round of funding, do you only have 18 months there? Is that the right company? Do you pick that company or do you pick the one that has three years runway and, you know, a very healthy amount of revenue? So I would say it's really important to think about, you know, um, and, and do the assessment of um, is the team strong? Is the product strong? Are you, um, are they well funded? Um, so as you're looking at professions, is it a dying profession? I mean, you know, there are dying professions out there, right? Um, so really look and research, pick three. I always like to say, take three companies and compare, right, in a, in a market. And then you can look for patterns there as well. Awesome. Just one last question here. I know we're coming close on time. Um, what do you think is the most important lesson you picked up either from high school or from UCLA that you still use today? Oh, OK, so that's a good one, too. Um, so high school, I was not a super serious student. I didn't know um, I was smart. I just thought I was just a kid, right? And um, I loved English. Um, and I knew if I applied myself, I could get math, right? Um, I did not have parents that were like, you must go to college. My dad was like, well, if you want it, go ahead. You know, I'll support it. It's crazy, but <laughs> it was just, there. you know, they didn't, my, neither of my parents graduated from college. So um, I, the other thing that I would say is pick, well, I could, I do better in smaller groups and UCLA was um, huge. So I would say you guys are in a much better place than I was. You have awesome college counselors that are going to help you help guide you to a place where um, it's, you will best use your skills and you'll and you'll fit in well. Um, and so I think doing that homework and really kind of thinking about the best way you learn, the best way you you're pushed and, and stretched. Um, and I, I've learned that as, as an adult now, I, you know, I look back on those experiences and I think, OK, I know where I excel and I know I love I wanted to be in a startup that was at the series B, C stage. Um, and so that's why I'm saying this is my dream job now, because I can affect change in the organization in the position I'm in. I, you know, I've never worked for a publicly traded cybersecurity company. I would never have gotten that job. But at the stage that we're in, my skill set matches and I can still push myself. So um, kind of really take a hard look at yourself, write your goals out, understand how you learn, how you contribute. Um, and I think that would be probably the lesson that I learned over time in high school and college. Wonderful. 
So thank you so much, Ms. Hayashi, for coming and talking to us. I personally enjoyed it a lot. I'm sure all of our club members did. Um, and thank you again for taking the time to talk to us. It was great hearing from you. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Honored. Of course, thank you so much for donating your time. Um, and again, that was very enlightening, especially with respect to skills, skills that are required in a startup environment. Um, so that's awesome. And guys, with that, let's end it with Go Bells. Go Bells. Go Bells. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye.